0: you are listening to by the numbers here on ckcc radio back with you on another monday morning referee matt derline joining you with probably the biggest guest that we have had to date joining us here former ring of honor television champion former the first true wrestling heavyweight champion the guy who's going to beat up Ron Funches this Friday night, Tony Deppin. Tony, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Maddie, thanks for having me on. Uh, different uh, concept to a podcast, that's why I was definitely excited for this one. Most people just ask you the nonsensical things, so
0: <laughs> I mean, there'll be plenty of nonsense here, but it's nonsense that we did together over the past ten years. Yeah. If you are a new listener to this show, a little bit of background. I have kept in my book, or in in my career, a book where I've written down every match that I have ever refed in my career, up over 1,100 now. And what I do is I bring on wrestlers who I've worked with, that their matches are in the book, and we talk about those matches, talk about some of the stories behind the matches, and pretty much just kind of bullshit for an hour, hour and a half. Um, Deppin is someone that I have known since, like, 2010, so it's gonna be really cool to discuss like some of this older stuff, then watch the progression that Tony had growing into what he is today. And if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who Tony Deppen is, uh, go ahead and take a moment to introduce yourself.
1: Uh well, I'm Tony Deppen. I I I don't even know what to say much about me. I am uh in Ring of Honor. I work with Game Changer Wrestling, which we frequent all over the country. As of last week, I was ranked number 64 in the best professional wrestlers in the world. So, got to to my own horn there. Other than that, uh, I'm just a professional wrestler, owns a brewer- co-owns a brewery in Pottsville, Pennsylvania.
0: Yep, and we'll talk about uh, Pilgaroo here in a little bit when we get to plugs, but that's the present. Let's start with the past, and... Before we get started, some of these matches, not very many of them, but a few of them, you can see on independentwrestling.tv. If you go to independentwrestling.tv as a new user, you use the code word numbers. Right now, it gets you absolutely nothing. There's, There's no free days or anything like that, but it lets Jerry know that you signed up because you were listening to the show, and I thank you for that. So... Last episode, two weeks ago, my guest was Jason Furious, and coincidentally, this match was first on that episode as well. We are at Highly Competitive Wrestling in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. (laughs) It is November 26, 2011. You are in a three-way dance with Jason Furious and AJ Evers in match number 555 in the book.
1: Yes, I vividly remember. Like, this is... 10 years ago, but I actually remember this quite vividly, and I remember spots that we did in the match, I remember some people's reactions, I, you know, a lot to it, so. I don't
0: know I remember, if there's anything
1: specifically you want to talk
0: about in this match, or? Well, one thing I remember for sure, and we talked about it when Furious was on, was him calling the following spot. I'm gonna dive, no one catch me.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I... I remember, he goes, like, I'll, because I did a dive in that match, and he goes, I'm going to go for a dive and just move. I was like, do you want us to catch you? And he's like, no. I was like, I at the ground, I was like, well, better, better you than me. <laughs> and then I just remember hearing, um, Double R, I'm not going to say his name, because he doesn't deserve to be ever mentioned on anything. I just heard him in the back when you hear a thud, he goes, what the hell? And he just... Furious's body hitting the ground because it's a large
0: thud. And and Jason Furious is not a big guy, no. but the floor in the Ferrara Arts Center was, like, solid wood and just the gross thud and smack that was made on the floor.
1: Yeah, uh, was, was awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, again, better him than me, better him than you. I'm sure AJ would say the same.
1: Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs>
0: And, and that would just be us getting started here. Yeah. Um,
1: we, that, we, that show, I remember uh, Rest of Soul, the big gun, he shit all over that match. Like he was not hat. Like he just made he, – he said nice things to us in the back and then just like bury us in front of like Clay and all them, which was hilarious to me. <laughs> he said it was the worst match on the show.
0: Um, I could take a look back at the book and probably prove otherwise. Because oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. I... Like, like, we, like we said, Redacted Scumbag, um, was on the show. So, yeah.
1: we, we could easily have found a match worse than that. It's just, at the time, Dave did not like me one bit. So anything I was involved with, he hated.
0: But Dave would come around on you, and we're gonna, oh. we're gonna come to that a little bit later when we get to true wrestling. But in between, we are now together, still in the Northeast Pennsylvania, like Central Pennsylvania-ish area, the coal region. We move along to the New Era Wrestling Federation, and there's a few matches here that we'll touch on that we work together. We'll kick it off uh, with a couple matches involving Andy Hedder, starting with June 30th, 2012. Um, this is in Schuylkill Haven, Pennsylvania. Match 594, you're teaming with Hedder to take on Ricky Martinez and Eric Matthews and then shit probably went south at some point in that match because now August 25th, 2012, match 605, your wrestling header. Yeah, that
1: uh, that uh tag match, that was a cross-promotional match, I believe with PWA or whatever. I can't remember who it was a cross promotion with. Was
0: that Lehigh Valley wrestling, maybe? maybe I
1: I don't know. I wouldn't remember if it was Lehigh Valley because I didn't – I remember most of those guys, and I knew that they, it, just because those two were there, it, it wasn't that case. Okay, I can't remember. It was a, uh, uh Marshall Laws Company. What was, oh yeah,
0: oh shit, what were they called? Was that PXW?
1: Maybe, something like that. I can't. PWS, remember.
0: not not PWS. No, that that's the Jersey guys. Yeah,
1: I uh-huh. can't remember what it. But it was Marshall. I'm pretty sure it was Marshall Laws' place.
0: Okay, Marshall Laws is a good dude. I remember. Oh, yeah, once or twice.
1: Yeah, real nice guy. Like, but that was that much. That, that whole thing was just supposed to set up. Me and Heather going into a couple of those matches down the road where singles matches just because we're like, oh, well, do this. I think it's something or, I think I may have turned on. Them, I don't know, because they made me play. I know they made me play like a face and just kind of like be all yay with the crowd. And I really wasn't like that at the time. So.
0: And I believe this is for the, the secondary. Like I think the secondary title was that, the Young Guns title. I think it was called.
1: Yeah, that was the, the Young Guns title.
0: Was probably in the mix somewhere here. I had it uh, had the entire time, like the whole company, like the entire company time. He had it.
1: Uh, no, no, he. I beat him then eventually, but like he was the uh, the uh, inaugural champion, and then he had it until I beat him, and then Andy Harder beat me, and then they went on. No, then Mark beat him, and then it went under.
0: Mark did win that belt, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> And funny enough, the next match listed here is against Mark Maverick. <laughs> match six twenty four. We're back in Skook Hill Haven. uh Haven. No, is October twenty seventh twenty twelve. Match six twenty four. Mark's the guy who's come and gone a few times. This is very early in Mark's career, coming out of uh, Shane Black's school.
1: Yeah, that was only like I think Mark's like fifth match or something like that time. Like he hasn't. He didn't, at the time. He didn't wrestle a lot of very much and. Uh, I remember uh, Nate, uh, Krasventos, whatever, he consistently just kept... Like, after match, he's like, you gave that kid way too much. You bumped for him way too much. I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, I'm going to have a match. And, you know, Mark did really well for never having... For not having much experience. So I was pleasantly surprised actually wrestling, because I had no idea who he was at the time.
0: Yeah, he was starting to come around a little bit, and he, like we said, would come and go, and You'll be wrestling him in a different gimmick here coming up in a couple of years when we get to true wrestling. I remember Mark in those days. He He's not a tall guy, but he was he was really well built and he really wanted to learn. So it, it was always a good time working with him. We actually flew through the new stuff here just about because we're now into 2013. And I remember this show. This show was outside at a carnival. Oh
1: uh, Yeah, I remember this very much so.
0: July 13th, 2013, uh, Schuylkill Haven is like a 4th of July, but the week after, because it's Schuylkill Haven Carnival. And you're in a three-way dance with Aaron Arbo and Clay Drasher. And I, I know Clay is one of your boys, as he should be, because Clay is awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I remember that show had Furious jumping off the, the uh, the U-Haul truck. Yes. And that was that show. And then, this was when Mark wrestled Andy Harner at for the uh, Young Guns it was a rematch, and then I did my match. And honestly, that was like the first time I actually ever uh, forgot a spot, and I was so mad at myself. And it had to be against Clayton because he still busted my boss about it.
0: Well, it's only like, been
1: eight years. What when yeah. did he stop now? Yeah, like he you know, was like, remember when you forgot that spot against me? But, like, the second life I forgot it, like, I went straight back and I knew what it was. Like, it literally just, I don't know, I skipped a beat in my mind. I was like, shit, like, this is what I had to do. So I had to, it was like, it was a really quick touch-up, but, I don't know, he constantly has to come at me about that. And I remember also that, that match I took a scooter and used as my entrance, too. <laughs> I remember that.
0: It it was so easy working there, because those people would react to anything.
1: Oh, like, yeah, it it was... I I... I hated the company, to be honest, but when when you break it down, like, they helped me develop the character I am today, too, because, like, I just had to be a heel the entire time, and just, like, I just was myself, like, it was very easy, so then that, that kind of, like, transferred over towards when I started making my rounds on the indies and getting further and further along.
0: And in addition, because you're a Cole Region guy originally from Shimokin, and in this match and coming up in some of the matches later, you're working with Arbo, who's like a seasoned um like tenured guy from your area. What's it like working with the older guys at that point who oh, who came before you from that region?
1: Oh, man, the thing is I've been I've been friends with Arbo since two thousand five. We were actually back we backyard wrestled together. Like the entire time. Like I've known him I wrestled him before I even got to the Indies, I wrestled him multiple times. And I think, I think Arbo's only like five, six years older than me, maybe. Something like that. So he's not that much older. But we started in the Indies together, or the uh, backyard together for a really long time, and then they all went to the Indies, and I'm, I still wanted to wrestle, so I kind of tagged along.
0: And we'll see Arbo later, and another, like, urban legend of your area, Unbreakable Andy, <laughs> coming up in a little bit. Uh, we have one more match at Newf, and I remember this day. We talked about this one when Furious was on a couple weeks ago. We are at some rock and roll nightclub. Oh, in, it
1: was uh I know what you're talking about. It was uh fellows
0: Yeah, in Pottsville. It's a Sunday afternoon. It is the last time I worked for Noof because I quit after this day. Um
1: I think that was one I think that was our last show.
0: Um, I think they ran a couple more, but I did not go.
1: Oh yeah, they did, yeah, they did.
0: This day, in front of literally zero paying fans, you wrestled A.J. Evers in match 733. So, in the book. So today, you wrestled in front of a lot more than zero people. Though you have recently, uh, thanks to the pandemic, you did the Ring of Honor tapings. What was it like then, working in front of literally no one?
1: <laughs> it was hilarious, but like, I told AJ, I was like, we're still going to have a match. Like, I, I don't do the whole no one's out there, we're not going to do anything type deal. I'm like, I'm still going to wrestle, so going to do my thing. So, like, we went out and had a solid match and just, you know, like, I, and it wasn't like there was social media like it is today. Like, that match wasn't, that match didn't see the light of day.
0: <laughs> oh, thank God.
1: <laughs> like, that show was just awful. And then I remember uh, Marvel was blaming. Goodfellas, it was their fault that there was nobody there. It's like, no, bro, like, I go to the sheets down the street because I traveled through here for college and there's no sign there, so shut up. Like, This is just because <laughs> you sucked as a promoter.
0: I remember being the only referee on that show after reffing the night before at GSW and just being absolutely exhausted and completely over it by the end of the day. Um, it was the first time I had ever worked a show where... After a finish, I I counted three, called for the bell, and there was literally no reaction.
1: (laughs) because there's nobody there. Yeah.
0: And I'm just like, what do I do with this? I I mean, I don't need to do anything. I just need to raise the guy's hand and get them the fuck out of there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the setup, uh, that set me up for when I did Ring of Honor. and didn't have to wrestle in front of anybody.
0: (laughs) This is true, though that was a bit different, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I actually saw the light of day, and it was a good match.
0: Yes, um, I remember seeing the uh, the that the match with Tracy Williams, who will again get to later when you work him at True. Um, that that was uh, where you won the TV title in front of at that point nobody. Yeah. And so, what's that like when you know there's going to be nobody instead of when you expect there to be people and there is nobody?
1: I think the worst about when I did win the Ring of Honor, there was like no like celebration, more or less. Yeah. It was essentially just like, like the only celebration I had, was like when, when Violence Unlimited ran down towards me. That was like the only thing I had. And then I went back by myself, and I was just like, because we we're very strict on the COVID protocol, so all the other wrestlers were pretty much back at their, uh, uh, hotels. Like there, there wasn't like a gorilla full of full of people like clapping or anything. And just like I walked to the back, put the belt down. Like, and that was that?
0: said, <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that's that. I guess like nothing, nothing I can do about it.
0: And we spoke at GSW a moment ago because I had a show the night before this empty building in Pottsville. We come together on April 26th of 2014. It is a fundraiser show run by Grand Slam Wrestling at the Nanokoke Armory. You're teaming with Tuck Hansen. And it's supposed to be against the fundraisers, Eric Pinhat and A.J. Evers. Lots of AJ Evers here in the beginning. Yeah. But AJ legitimately hurt himself celebrating a win at Interspecies Wrestling. <laughs> so he could not wrestle. And uh, Eric teamed with Johnny Toxic in match 763. I enjoyed this match. You guys played Connect Four, because um, that's how we got AJ involved. So what was teaming with Tuck like?
1: Well, it's, uh, that match is the reason why Tuck stopped wrestling. <laughs> uh, oh. oh. <laughs> uh-huh because, like, I, I, Rich is a good friend of mine, you know, like, I, he was in my wedding, so, a good friend of mine, and leading that match, he was, he was just coming back for, from not being wrestling so long, he's like, I really want to, you know, go hard and do some stuff, I was like, okay, cool, cool, and we get there, and Pinhead decides to try to a vet card us or some shit, he's like, we ain't doing that, we ain't doing this, we ain't doing this, we ain't doing that, and Rich is just like, man, fuck this, he's like, I don't even want to wrestle anymore, and like, so I was like, Bro, like don't don't be tra- like Rich was trained by Mike Quackenbush, so I'm gonna or trained under Mike for a bit, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take his lead before I take other people's, <laughs> to be honest. And we had to like get uh, Gladbad involved to get him to uh, allow Pinhead because Pinhead's like, I'm not doing that finish, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. So we had to get Gladbad to pull him and say like, "Yo, that, that, it makes sense. Like, you got to do this." He's like, "Ooh, no, no." Like it, it was, it was a forgettable match to me because literally, Rich stopped wrestling because he was like, "If that's how wrestling is going to be, I don't, I'm fucking cool with this, dude. Like, I don't want to wrestle."
0: Well, I will say, it was for um from my perspective, it was fun. It was basic. Um, it wasn't you guys didn't do a ton like you said because I expected because I've been in the ring with Tuck eighteen million times and I know what Tuck does and I know what you do. So there was some adapting that happened.
1: Yeah, but the thing is there is no like if you're gonna if you're gonna be somebody that doesn't plan a lot, but you're gonna be getting somebody that plans a lot, then you need to do fifty fifty. They did not have fifty fifty, but to be honest, it's probably because they I don't know, no offense, but they probably couldn't keep up with us when it comes to actually doing stuff. And like I'm, I'm a very difficult wrestler to wrestle and not in the sense that I, I don't let people do stuff with me, but I'm, I'm very particular. And when I plan stuff, it, it's complicated and, I, and I'm going to gladly say that. Like I don't water down for anybody. It's why I'm at where I'm at. If I watered down for other people, then I would still be where I'm at or where I was during that time.
0: And it's interesting that you say that. Because there's a story that comes up later in one of the matches in True Wrestling, where I remember an opponent coming to me and saying they were very nervous because you had you had planned a lot more than they were used to. And we'll come to that in a little bit. But first, we're going to take a quick break before we jump into True Wrestling. You are listening to By the Numbers here on CKCC Radio.
2: Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong. And if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, Look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour. And then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore Talks.
3: I'm Jason. And I'm David.
0: And we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us
3: bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcast.
0: We are back here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. Referee Matt Dierlein, Tony Depp, and hanging out with you on a Monday morning. And we've talked about a lot of the early Tony Deppin matches that I worked um, back in the day. But once true wrestling starts, things start to take a turn a little bit. You become a bit more trusted of a hand. And you start to work with some more um, influential and bigger name indie wrestlers. And that starts at the first true wrestling show in Berwick. It is August 29, 2015. Fight for a Miracle 1. Your team with Arbo, we talked about him earlier. And it's match 837 in the book against the Batiri.
1: Yeah, that actually wasn't even supposed to be the original match, so I wasn't supposed to be in it. it no, was you weren't. To, it was supposed to be Ar uh Andy and Arbo. And then something happened with Andy, I don't know what it was. I don't I don't remember what my match originally was, but I was kind of bummed because like I saw, like the names getting announced for the show, I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like I'm not wrestling in those guys. Like that was, I was actually planning on that being like one of my last weekends of taking shows because I was, I was fed up with because of stuff like that. It's like I'm tired of traveling and you know not getting anything out of it. So like I was planning on being done a little bit after that. And the match didn't. It's not like the match clicked for me that I was like, "Oh, I gotta going to stay in wrestling or anything like that." It just uh, I wrestled. You know, and I had fun. I liked working with the That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, they're real good yeah. dudes, and like everything is always really smooth with them and always a good time. I've had a couple matches with them in the past and always enjoyed it. And again, Arbo, who you've been with forever, and something tells me that there was, again, a turn here or, no, or something no. of that. Because no, there's no turn. I always say that because the next show...
1: You're I wrestling pin- Arbo. I took the pinfall in that match. Okay. So, but what ha- the, the next why that is I, I can explain that then. I, I know exactly why. Like, so like I we we're just going to have a singles match just for the sake of having a singles match. It was going to be like, you know, yay, guy versus guy. Generic wrestler versus generic wrestler. But then I had my brother attack Arbo. And then that came in Andy and that, that's how it kind of like get the tag match going.
0: Yes. So that's 862 and 863 in the book, uh, November 28th, 2015. So you start a match with Arbo and then Johnny Stance, now of the Kings of Mustachery, um, jumps in and jumps on Arbo and then Andy comes out and now we have Andy in the mix. It's match 863. Andy is like we talked the about hell? earlier. Like an urban legend in independent wrestling. I remember when Janella announced Andy for spring break before he got hurt. And everyone just went nuts because they were like, Andy is still thin? No way.
1: People don't believe people believe he's like Sasquatch, like he's
0: non existent.
1: And just only certain people see him. Um
0: well, working with Andy is always fun. Oh
1: yeah. Easily. Like that match was it was easy. My brother because like, that is my brother for, you know, even though different last names, but uh, it was cool to team my brother for once. That was decent, but, like, probably. And then, like, we had that match. It was nothing spectacular, but it was fun. Like, we did a couple things here and there. I remember the ending. I felt bad because Arbo was supposed to hit the ropes and I was supposed to get him one. And when I did, he turned his face the wrong way, and I got him in the jaw, and he just kind of dropped. And I was just like, so sorry, I'm so sorry. So...
0: Uh, and, and it's cool to see, like, your brother is still out there plugging away, doing his own thing, teaming with Ryan, doing the, the Kings of Mustachery thing, and, uh, finding their own way. I just saw them at True last weekend, and it's cool to still see them out there. Yeah, we just had different
1: paths. Everybody, you know, everybody had different paths in wrestling.
0: Absolutely. So, your path, you start to pick things up with the high profile opponents, and Sean is bringing in all these guys. And they're working you. So one of them was Pepper Parks, now known as the Blade in AEW. It is February 27th, 2016. We're back at True in Berwick. It's match 877. I remember this being really good. Uh,
1: it was weird because uh, rolling it, like, cause True was just ran by the people from HCW. That's all that was. And HCW just used to – they used to just have me on the show as uh, – like the, it, if they could call somebody last minute, they know I'd, I'd come. Deal. I was never on the main shows until like last minute or anything. And then I don't know what it was. Uh Everybody from true just kind of like started using me as their, their, their guy there. it's like, whatever, it's like, that's cool. And then working with pepper, like uh it was like one, of, it was, to me it was one of the first like real names that I worked. Cause he was on it, TNA at the time. And I was like super stoked. I was working and I like, learned, I like, I'm, I'm a student of professional wrestling. I love wrestling So I was like, oh, I can learn from him. And I remember being kind of bummed out because we had our match and stuff. And I was just like, hey, I was like, is there anything, like, I can work on? He goes, no, you are good. I'm just like, damn it. Like, (laughs) nothing. Like, I also remember, like, because I wore black tights in that match because I was waiting on new gear to come. And Clayton, those were Clayton's. I was like, yo, can I borrow them? I was like, I need something better than I have right now because, like, he's a big deal to me. He's like, oh, yeah, I got these. So I still have them somewhere, too. Never gave him back.
0: I've been in the ring with Pepper a few times, and he is always super nice guy, always super easy to work with. Um, And always super tan. Yes. For living in Buffalo, he is always very tan. (laughs) And he was just the first of many guys that that Sean would pair you up with. Because now, a couple months later, we're at True. We're in Berwick, Pennsylvania, as always. April 23rd, 2016, now you've got Fire Ant one-on-one, a match 889 in the book. So now things are really starting to heat up for you. No pun intended, because it's Fire Ant. Yeah, that was, that,
1: like, because, like, Pepper was, like, okay, that's from Impact. And, like, you know, like, he's got TV, TV credentials. Fire Ant, to me, was, like, okay, this guy goes, like, as an indie wrestler, he's really good. So I was really excited because I'm a Shakara fan growing up. And then I also worked – I worked with him multiple times after this because I, I went into Shakara. And, you know, he does other things outside of Fire amp. And, like, I just remember, like, planning everything out with him. And he was so particular on me. He's like, what ton are you going to do right now? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, everything was organic. And he's like, well, I, I, just, I just need to know. I just really need to know. I go, no. I was like, I, I, I'll let you know when I get out there. I can't tell you that because I can't put my, put that into my mind. But like, just where I don't precisely remember the, the whole match, but I remember being pretty solid for what it was. Like, we went on to have way better matches. I knew that because we we worked a bunch of times after that. But I feel like that first one was just like a feeling out process.
0: And okay. you will have that. And Fire Ant is so just, like, naturally talented as a wrestler that, even if it doesn't work the first time, it'll it'll definitely come around, obviously. And you wound up in Chikara for a, a while and I'm sure you had plenty of matches with him there.
1: Yeah, I had a bunch of matches there, and then like, you know, uh and then some other times when he's not fire ant he uh he likes to uh go into a different color mode and I've worked him under there. Multiple times as well, so. And and every time we wrestle, it's always gotten better and better.
0: Yes. And when you see that different color mode um, out there, it's very deceptive what he can do at first.
1: Yeah, sometimes he might border, borderline lazy. I don't know. He's but then he turns it fiddled, on. Yeah, he's always fiddling with his hands in his pockets about something. I don't know what he's doing down there. <laughs>
0: So it's around this time that Sean announces that True is going to have a heavyweight champion. And I believe this, uh, this July show uh, where you have two matches is the quarterfinals and semifinals of said tournament. So it's July 30th, 2016. We have match 907 against Mark Hart, who had been known as Mark Maverick previously and match 909 against Clay Drasher. I remember the Mark Hart match because we all got hit in the balls
1: yeah, that – Mark got really gassed up after that match. I remember that. Like, he was blown up and stuff. It was pretty funny to me. So I, I take a lot of humor in people's – not being able to keep up with me when it comes to wrestling, it's really fun to me for some reason. But uh, – and I've known Mark for many years, and uh, compared to our first couple matches, like, that was more gimmicked-based. So it was, like – it was okay. I remember doing a senton off – off the uh the apron onto him and he kept forgetting so I'm like, y'all this is Yeah. I uh just made sure it was all weight on top of him. I was like, okay, like like I, I remember looking at the uh the little window where all the guys used to watch the show and I just go shrug my shoulders and just drop my weight on him <laughs>
0: And, and then you would wrestle Clay later in the night, and wrestling Clay is very different from wrestling Mark.
1: Oh yeah, a complete contrast. Um, I remember that was actually the last uh, show. Well, Dave wasn't a Dave wasn't there, but that was the last show Dave was alive.
0: Yes. So,
1: because I remember he was supposed to come to that show, but he couldn't make it because he went to the hospital. So, and I remember Clay and I had the match, and Dave messaged. Me and Clay's like, yo, that was fucking fantastic, guys. You did so well. Blah 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 blah. It's like, you guys improved leaps and bounds. And he just put it over a lot, and it meant a lot to me because I've known Dave for many years, and he used to always hate me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I I was in, I, I won't say I was in the same boat where he hated me, but I. I always took pride in when Dave would contact me and compliment me or come up to me in the show and say, We're gonna go and um introduce the heavyweight title, here it is, I want you to be you want you to be out there for the announcement. Uh Dave I ref his last match, which wasn't supposed to be his last match, but I did ref his last match, um which I think was earlier that year where he teamed with Nate, I think, against Aaron Nasty and Aaron Anthony, some combination of that. Yeah. And Dave was always a pleasure to be around. Oh and yeah. yeah. he, I, I, I miss Dave greatly. Every time I'm that true, like Clay defended the big gun title and like the belt broke on Saturday. <laughs> and I looked at Dave's picture on the belt. And I said, I'm sorry, Dave. I wish I could do something about him, but you know, I can't. <laughs> like we're in the <laughs> ring doing this. Um, and you'll go and have other matches with Clay and this is also, you're starting to get out there a little bit more. Isn't this more like, the On Point stuff started for you as well?
1: Yeah, so I started picking up Steam with On Point and started doing a lot of stuff out there. And then uh, eventually going into CZW.
0: Okay, I, I remember that.
1: Because <laughs> CZW, I think, for me was maybe a couple months after that, I think, I believe. And- yeah, I, I,
0: I remember in CCW that that brief time.
1: <laughs> yeah, for so the whole, like, five months.
0: Yeah. Darn. Too bad it didn't last longer. Yeah, I know. Shucks. Uh, <laughs> but in true wrestling, you still have some business to take care of it. And I remember this match very well. Who was I talking to about this the other day? I forget who. But it is two out of three falls to crown the first true wrestling champion. It's now Fight for a Miracle 2. We've come a whole year since True started, and you are with Unbreakable Andy in match 913 on August 27th, 2016. It's the first show since Dave Ola had passed, who had helped found the company. This match was awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, like, uh, it was two out of three falls, uh, and Andy and I just did what we always do. Like, we, like, we always, Make things pretty complicated, but that's just the way him and I like to wrestle, and we just have really good chemistry with that stuff. And it was the first, I think it was the first time I ever done a two out of three falls match, so I was kind of like, I hope this is paced out well enough, because sometimes they're not, and then you kind of like just blow your shot within the first like two, three minutes, and the rest of the match is kind of blah. So yeah. I was very happy with how we structured it and how we went with it, and then I obviously ended up winning it's just like full circle to me because first show Dave's not around and like that's like where he hated me and I'm and cuz he never booked me on a shows unless I was last minute sub but then I was there to you know be his first champion
0: and i know he would have been very proud of how that match turned out it's still on youtube um if you were to youtube uh tony in unbreakable andy it's still out there there's
1: a music video of it too
0: so if you don't want to watch a full shot of Three Falls match, you can always just check out the music video. <laughs> well,
1: it's like 27 minutes long, like the match itself. So, oh, yeah. I remember
0: like, I lived it. I was there yeah. <laughs> for all three falls.
1: Yeah, it's it's a long and so.
0: But the, I remember like those Fight for Miracle shows, especially early on, were so good and so much fun. And they, they always had such a great crowd and they were into everything. And I remember this just being such a big deal.
1: Oh yeah, there's always good, a good turnout. There's always good um, crowd participation. The matches were fun. I probably, I guarantee the next one that you uh, bring up is the the other fight for miracle. Well, you,
0: there's some matches you, in between. Is there?
1: Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. So oh well,
0: yeah. Now you're the champion, so of course I'm refing all of your matches at the end of the night. <laughs> and the first title defense is in Berwick, on. October fifth, twenty sixteen, match nine nineteen in the book. This is with Mike Orlando.
1: Honestly, that's pretty forgettable. The only thing I only thing I remember, and I feel so bad about, like I uh, we came up with a spot, and I came up with it a while ago, and he redid it a couple weeks later, and he, he tore his meniscus on it.
0: Ugh. That's right. <laughs> well, no, not he it get hurt. like his,
1: it was like his ACL or uh, something. He destroyed his leg. That's all I know. And I, I felt as like, man, if I didn't give him that spot. You know, you would have done that.
0: I I do remember him getting hurt shortly after this match. That's right. He missed yeah. a lot of time.
1: Yeah, I was just like, oops, sorry.
0: <laughs> but but you didn't because now the next month, and this is always the tradition of true wrestling to run the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we're back again, November twenty sixth, twenty sixteen. You are defending the title against Ace Austin. A match nine twenty six. Yeah, this I've, is early Ace, like yeah, just is, out of WXW Ace.
1: Yeah, he he was coming around CCW a lot during the time that I I wrestled him, and it was just fun to wrestle with him and like see how he's. Like, we wrestled down the road when we're both way more experienced and you know cleaned up a little bit from you know trying to just be uh, the cool indie wrestler guys all the time. So like, I don't remember much of this match to be honest. I just remember like I I always. I always have fun with ace, and that's all that matters to me as long as it's not a pain in the ass to plan with somebody as long as I have a good time and it's not like I dread it like I've wrestled people where are just like playing with is like it's like writing a novel, I'm like this sucks like why am I doing this
0: and i've I've been involved in some of those conversations, not necessarily with you per se, but like just in general, just like getting ready for a match and it's like okay there's eight minutes and 63 things to remember. And why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> the, the last little bit we'll cover before we go to break is now where you eventually lose the true title. Uh, you take on Cross Tassel, matches 947 and 962. And that's April 29th, 2017 and June 24th, 2017. The second being title versus career.
1: Yeah, was it the first match or the second match where I had his daughter throw a chair at my face? I believe that was the first one. I think it was. I think I was to set up everything like that. Like that was Nate, like I thought I was supposed to cuz Nate was like, "Oh, you're going to end me." Tony I was like, "Oh, cool, that's awesome." Cuz like I've respected Nate for many years. And then I got there It's like for the second match like, "Oh yeah, Nate Nate's going over." And I and I, I I didn't hold back on the way I wrestled when I wrestled Nate. I was like I'll like I'll soften it a little bit, but it's not <laughs> it's not gonna be what you think it is, man. And we wrestled and he walked up to me and he's like, Thank you for the best match I've ever had. He's like, You you made me go out there. I was like, Yeah, it's it's thank you.
0: Like, <laughs> I remember that second match specifically, uh, with the drama behind um his career being on the line, and we did the the three count, but then his foot was on the rope, and I I didn't see it, and we restarted the match, and everyone really bit on that, and at that point, you're, like, top heel in in Berwick, Tony Depp and taking on the guy from Berwick (laughs) and trying to end his career, and it it was just such a, it was a bit of a styles clash, I mean, Nate doesn't wrestle like you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but Nate at least Allowed it to be 50-50 and not just, you're going to do what I say. Nate could have said that, and I would have been like, okay, now we're going to have a problem. Like, I, I would have made Nate's a life of living hell that day, probably. Because I was at a point where I'm just like, like, I wouldn't say I was doing true a favor, but I was passing up other bookings that, you know, would pay very well to go there because they were my friends and I was a champion. You know, like, so, like, I'm losing money in, like, a chance to perform in front of people. So, like, I got to still perform.
0: Yeah. And you guys definitely did. And you'd keep getting chances here in True, but we're going to get to that after one last break here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio.
3: It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday to get the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An Honorable Mention, available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platforms. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash anhonorablepod. Greetings, folks. Do you like beer? Do you know who I am? Maybe not. My name's Kev, also known as Irish Kev, and my dear friend Rick and myself actually really were supposed to have a cool promo for our beer review podcast known as the Hooligans of Hops, where Rick and myself take you through a drunken journey of all of the beers that we try on a scale .25 to 5 being the best, we talk about the best and worst beers we've had on the show. In between, you hear sports banter, some wrestling, and I don't know, anything that happens when we get drunk. So check out our show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, and anywhere you can get your podcast sources. We'll try not to get drunk next time and do something for you. But here's the promo. Thanks. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beer's podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you tornado tag podcast pro wrestling stories news and show reviews we love supporting indie wrestling so come check us out not cool in high school podcast a pop culture show where we cover movies television comic books and video games a weekly topic so come hang out with us we would love to hear from you follow us on all social media and we'll see you soon
0: back for the final segment of by the numbers here on ckcc radio ref match airline tony deppin ring of honor star Brewer of, of beer. um, guy who wrestled Tommy Dreamer at Fight for a Miracle 3. <laughs> it is match 963 in the book, so wow, I, did I really not work any shows between June and August? Because 962 was the match where you, where Nate took the belt, and then 963 is the match with Dreamer. Huh. So, I, I guess I took some time off. Um it's August 26, 2017. In Danville for True Wrestling, Danville, Pennsylvania, and this was not supposed to be Tommy Dreamer until like two days
1: before yeah. the show. It was supposed to be Delo Brown. Yes, but then he got <laughs> hit for child support or something like that.
0: And next thing you know, it's Tommy Dreamer.
1: <laughs> yeah that that was the first time I ever wrestled something like because like you know there's different tiers of names for like there's the indie guy then there's some guy that does on TV name like Pepper was but this is the first time I wrestled somebody's like a star, like Tommy yeah. Dreamer. Like, I like I remember watching Tommy Dreamer on TV. So that was really cool. And, like, uh, I feel like since he didn't know me, he was kind of, like, skeptical in wrestling me, and he thought I may have been unsafe. Because <laughs> <you laughs> he kept saying, he's like, oh, because uh, I was like, I'll do this, or I'll do a running knee. And he goes, K-, and he's like, I don't know, man. Every time somebody does a knee, they, they they hit me in the mouth. I was like, I won't. And he kept, like, trying to, like, come on, man, come on. I was like, I, I trust me, I won't. And I ended up not hitting him in the face at all with it. And he, he thanked me so much. He's like, I'm so sorry I, I act like that towards you. I was like, okay, cool. But I remember we didn't plan much. And we just did, um, we went brawling in the crowd. And he, he pulled, he hit me with a trash can. And nachos fell out. And he put the nachos in my hair, like the, the nacho cheese. And it was so disgusting. Cause I'm, I'm a bit of a neat freak. And just like when it comes to that, but like, so then I had like, all this nacho cheese spiking my hair is just like, I,
0: it, I definitely remember the nachos.
1: Oh God, it was disgusting. And he's like, I'm so sorry about that. I was just like, yeah, uh, you're lucky you're Tommy Dreamer. Because <laughs> I would have I done something back to you.
0: And Tommy Dreamer, I've had the privilege of working with Dreamer like three or four times now, and he is always – so easy to work with, and such a nice guy. Um, I will always remember this day for being in the locker room, and this is the kind of guy that Tommy Dreamer is. Like, I had only met him a couple times, but he wanted to show somebody, like, I think Mark Hart and Tommy Hart were playing their match with the Rock and Roll Express, and he went to help them, like, show, went to help show them something. He also goes, here, hold this quick, and he hands me, his pay envelope to hold. (laughs) I was like, okay. And then he like works on the thing with Robert Gibson. And then I just give him his pay envelope back. I'm like, wow, this guy doesn't know me, but he just trusted me to hold all of his money.
1: Yeah. I know you should have ran off with it.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It's Tommy dreamer. (laughs) Like I value my life. (laughs) And speaking of Tommy Hart to bring a story full circle, Um, the next match in the book here is match 980 it's between you and Tommy Hart now Tommy Vex it's November 25th 2017 at True Wrestling in Berwick, Pennsylvania and I spoke earlier of someone who was nervous because you called a lot and it, it was more than they were used to and in 2017 that was Tommy Hart now Tommy Vex and Tommy's come so far since then but he was a little nervous that day.
1: I, well, he wasn't, I don't think he had many matches at the time. Like, he, he may have only, like, maybe a couple handfuls. if that.
0: and, and he comes to a good school. He comes to the wild Samoans, so he's, he's trained well, yeah. but he, he, was just like, I'm, I'm really nervous. Can, can you make sure that, you're like, you're, you're there to, to like pass stuff for me? I'm like, yeah, of course. That's, that's part of my job.
1: <laughs> yeah, memory serves me correct. he, didn't forget much at all. Like, I don't think he had any slip-ups. One thing I do remember the match, like, I forget what, I don't remember what it was, but, uh, I think I maybe, like, you know, we tied up, and I put him in the corner, and I gave him a chop, and it was, I, I don't know if anybody's ever not hit him that hard before, but he, like, got all serious, and he came out with, like, like, a straight face on me, like, looked like he wanted to step to me, so I just grabbed him by the throat and put him back into the current turnbuckle, and I was like, calm down, and I just fucking hit him again. And I'm sure he calmed down. Yeah, he calmed down because, like, I was just like, what the hell, is, what are you doing? Like, are, are, do you want to fight? Like, do you understand that, you know, like, the first shot's always the worst shot? <laughs> but I just remember that because, like, Clayton and them were standing in the little window. They always stand in there It's like, Jesus, man, like, they're like, he's
0: going to fucking kill Tommy. But it turned out okay. and oh, yeah. Tommy, Tommy learned a right lot off. from it, and... He does great stuff now. I was just with him on Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, which will now be two Saturdays ago when you hear this. And he's come so far. So, like, thanks for beating him up, I guess, because it, kind of, it, it helped him. Yeah, I saw him. I see him every so
1: often down at SWO when I go down there, when I get a chance to go down there because I stay too far from my house. So, but he has come a long way. I don't see him too often because he's always running up in that area, and I don't. Go up that far often because I'm all, like I'm always busy all over the place. I never have. I'd like to, but you know, when it comes down, like this is my full time job, and I need to kind of like put business before pleasure at times.
0: Yes, and and we're going to talk about a match that we're going to get to work together here in a couple weeks when we get to the end because I'm I'm a hundred percent sure I'm going to ref that match.
1: Oh, you're politicking. You're already politicking for the match. I I, I
0: don't think I'm going to need to. I think it'll be okay. <laughs> But before we get to that, you have one match that I get to work with you at the GSW Arena in Old Forge, Pennsylvania, where you take on Deshaun Pratt on December 9th, 2017, in match 984. This is the last show at the GSW Arena. It was a snowy, terrible night. <laughs> but you had a good match with Deshaun. I'm trying to think. Is that the night?
1: Was Wait, what day did you say it was?
0: December 9th,
1: 2017. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, um that was the night it was cage of death. And I remember getting a call from people at uh, GCW and like, Hey, we're going to do a run in a cage of death tonight. Do you want to, do you want to come down? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm wrestling first. I'm like, I'll come down then. I was like, just let me know if we're for sure going to do the run in. Cause like it was a shoot running at the end of cage of death. And they called me like, do you want to come down? I was like, just let me know. And then it kept snowing and snowing. There's like, don't bother. So, but I remember working with Deshaun. And, um, he was a before, before uh, from Shikara So it was another, like, bucket list, not bucket list, but childhood thing. Me like, oh, I'm wrestling, wrestling this guy. And the match was okay. Like, I don't, like, it was one of his first few matches back, I think. So it was kind of like.
0: Yeah, because he had taken some time off. Yeah and was just coming back, and he lives local to us now, I believe, here in Northeast Pennsylvania, so he was taking the bookings up here. Another local guy, again, back at True, is Sam Adams, and you get to work with Sam in Match 992. It is February 24th, 2018 in Berwick, again at True Wrestling. Sam is, like, the easiest guy in the world to work with.
1: Oh, yeah, Sam and I did, I know we did more, like, because I actually played a face there, because at the point I was getting, I was getting pretty over with the way things were going. So we're like, let's me, I'll run baby, you you run heel. And I remember like picking up kids and running them into sh- uh, running them into Sam, like and stuff. And I remember the, at one point, like I kept going uh, like side to side, picking kids up, and I got to one side where there was a large gentleman. I I went to pick him up. I go, nah man, you're too big. And I had him pick me up and run me into Sam. And stuff like that. So we <laughs> we had a. I remember having a lot of fun. Like we did, we did my shtick, but we also I also made it easy for Sam. You know, did my thing and had a lot of fun with it. I just I I haven't I haven't watched it. Cause that's like four years ago. But I just remember having a lot of fun with it, just by the cl- the crowd interaction and doing stuff. You know? And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. To me, is having fun.
0: And. Working with Sam, like I said, is always easy, and because it ha- we haven't had the chance to talk about it on this particular show, congratulations to him for his appearance on Dark uh taken on 2.0, which when my friend Andy Peck was at that episode of Rampage, he texted me a picture of Sam and um <clears throat> and um and uh andrew um Simon Andrews. And I was like, no shit, look at that. And they goes, they're wrestling 2.0. Yeah. And then I said, oh, it's like they're wrestling themselves.
1: (laughs) Just really loud people.
0: Yes. (laughs) But congrats to Sam and uh, Siler Andrews on that. And getting to wrestle 2.0. 2.0 were like the wackiest dudes, but they just get it. And they're so much fun.
1: Yeah, I heard they got released for WWE because their promos were too much like pro wrestling, you said.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, don't don't be wrestlers. Don't be over bed. the top.
1: Be gene- be generic guy versus generic B.
0: <laughs> uh, if there's anything that those two guys will never be ever, like in their lives, like even like in their homes, I'm sure is just generic dudes. Yeah, they're they're out there in a good way. Yeah. So a couple more matches to cover here. All of them at true wrestling. One of them at the. High school in Mill Hall, Pennsylvania. I forgot what high school it was, but this was a fundraiser. Um a, a girl was running it, Was that Blue Mountain? Central Mountain?
1: Central Mountain, yeah. something. Yeah.
0: Like that. A student there, she was running it as a senior project. Had Billy Gunn on the show, wrestling Bo Nakoda, and you got to wrestle Clay again. Can match 997 in the book, March 31st, 2018. Now you guys have both come a really long way. And let's talk about Clay in 2018 compared to Clay in 2013.
1: Uh, he understood. He understands a lot more than he did before. He like, remember when he first wrestled me? He wanted, he wanted to wrestle me, and when I wrestled at HGW, like he forced his cousin Sean to put him in the match because he was a big mark for me. He told me. <laughs> Here we are, like ten years later. Nothing's changed, though. <laughs> but um, I remember that match. He was. Really nervous, cause like I, 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 he wanted to he wanted to run a match with me like I normally do. I was like, okay, here we go. So we planned a lot of things, and he's just like very like nervous going over constantly. I'm just like, I've got this, dude. Like he's like, how are you so calm all the time? I was like, guys, it's what I do. Like it's it's extremely simple for me. I remember that building because Shakara ran out of years afterwards too. They had um the Hurricane Shane Helms is like one of his last matches there. Okay. All the way out there? Wow. Yeah. They randomly ran there. I don't know why. Shakar would all... I think maybe this is like a school fundraiser thing as well. Okay. That makes sense. It's the only thing I could think of.
0: And I'm sure that this one is out there somewhere on the YouTubes if you find it. This one was not 27 minutes, so it's not quite the time investment of the two out of three falls. (laughs) But it was good because Clay is good and you're good, so... Yeah, that was, that's on, that's online. I, I know that. So. And then this one's definitely on IWTV because it is your first opportunity to, um, to get a shot at the IWTV title. At that point, the champion was hot sauce Tracy Williams and he brought the belt to true wrestling in Berwick. October 6th, 2018, it's match 10-19 in the book. I remember being really excited to ref this for a lot of reasons. Um I will say, um, without giving away specifics, that I had seen Tracy Williams at one of Jerry's previous shows, and he told me that I repped his first singles match ever. Like, 10 years prior to this. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh that match was...
1: Oh, man, he beat the living hell out of me. I don't think I've ever been hit at the time as hard as I was hit by Hot Sauce. Like... Years down, we've at the like after that we wrestled down uh, a lot down the road against one another, and every time it's just like more brutal than the last one. But I just remember wrestling, just like we didn't plan much. We just got there, and like that, like I was like, oh man, I get to wrestle hot sauce. Like I was like super stoked about that match. And then that first hit, I was just like, oh my god! I was like, that hurt so bad. <laughs> and I just remember like just the way we constructed the match, and then. I hit him with a finish, and, you know, there are people knew what the outcome was because they kind of helped that There There's, like, I actually thought you were going to pick up the win that night. Like, it, it. and then after that match, like, it was in Burke, Pennsylvania, where people don't necessarily care about wrestling. The entire crowd stood up wrestling because there's a good story in the match and just us beating the hell out of each other.
0: And it was different from what you normally see at True, because True is typically like a mixed bag of a few different things, but you never see that kind of match in that little Salvation Army. So it was cool to bring that style to that building, and Tracy Williams is just so good (laughs) at what he does.
1: He's phenomenal, and he just hits me insanely hard every time. We did that that match there. We did a match at at GCW – I wrestle him in tag matches. I wrestle him in Ring of Honor. I wrestle Ring of Honor in multi-man matches. Like, and every time he, I remember talking to him, he's like, Tony, I don't know what it's about when I wrestle. He's like, but I get fired up and I just want to swing hard. I was like, oh man, glad I feel, glad I have that.
0: <laughs> he just wants to hit you. Oh
1: my god. It, it, yeah. It, 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 it doesn't bother me too much, but man, I'm just like, man, I'm like, this guy doesn't look like he hits hard, but he hits hard. And I've been hit by some pretty big people.
0: Yeah, like, it's just solid. I mean, thank God I've never been hit by him. (laughs) I I hope it remains that way.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be, to be honest. Most people say the same thing after they wrestle, too. They're like, oh, my God, he hits hard. I was like, yeah, I told you,
0: man. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So something completely different. We go a whole year without working a match with each other because you're taking off. You're doing a lot of different stuff. Uh, but you come back to True for the first show at the True Mill in Plains, Pennsylvania, and you are taking on the now, the now IWTV champion, Wheeler Yuta, um, October 11th, 2019, a match
1: 1077. Yeah, we, uh, I think highly of Wheeler. I feel like he's one of the best wrestlers, and he's still very young. I think he's, I've wrestled him a few times. I think he's only like 23.
0: Yeah, he's super young.
1: Yeah, he's very young. And I just remember like him and I planning the match with ease, and they're like, we got this man. We just like walked away from each other, like, because we, we've, we're we're both on the same mindset, and I feel like on the same level of wrestling, and just we click well every time. And I love, I love wrestling because him and I also clash a lot, just on like like I'm like I think it should be this way. He's like I don't think so. He's like you don't need it. Though. He's like says who? And he's like well who says it needs to be this way? I was, like well fans like it. He was like I don't care. So like we always, like we did it at Ring of Honor, we've done it elsewhere too, we just clash a lot. But it's, it's, it's fun, fun clashing, like we're not like malicious against each other about it.
0: Yeah. And the results are always good in the ring. Like I remember this match was so good.
1: Yeah, like it's just, when somebody's on the same page and the same mindset as you, it's very easy to just to flow and go with it all, so.
0: And it's awesome to see him having the success that he's having, not just with the IWTV title, but also now his appearances in AEW, being paired up with uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, Chris Statlander, Trent, whenever he is able to return.
1: Oh, yeah. like uh, Wheeler, when I was with him at Ring of Honor, he's like, I want to have an indie run like you do, Tony, before I get signed. I was like, you don't need it, man. And he's like, oh, yeah, but I like it. And then he got signed. Well, I think he's I'm pretty sure he's signed.
0: I would oh, imagine I'm with how regularly they're using him at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, they just signed Lee Moriarty this tonight, so I imagine they they signed him already. Yeah.
0: And finally, the last match together for now. Uh, we are back at the True Mill uh, right before the pandemic hit. It is January 31st, 2020 for the Impact Wrestling X Division title. You are challenging Ace Austin in match 1099 in the book.
1: Wasn't that the night that uh Ethan Page was at the show?
0: no, Ethan Page was at the show in October
1: was he yeah I was play that night yeah, I
0: wasn't sure when it was What was this date january thirty first of twenty twenty you and Ace were the main event
1: It's right before the world shut down Yes, I'm pretty sure I had a long weekend that we as I was all my weekends were at the time like just wrestling every, cause that was a Friday, I believe.
0: Yes. I remember it being a Friday cause they were always on Fridays at the true bill.
1: Yeah. I, I'm pretty, yeah, I was really busy cause I, cause I did, I forget. I was somewhere like, I think I was, I think I was GCW Thursday night and then Friday did the true. And then like, I was just really exhausted and people were like, you look tired. It's like, yeah, I know I'm, I am very tired. <laughs> so like, I I wish I could remember where I was because I was somewhere. I know I was somewhere February first. I know that for a fact. I just can't remember where. But planning with Ace was a lot. uh, It was a lot more difficult this time, just because he was more concerned about selling merchandise. And I was like, "Can't we just plan this and then you could?" Because like we were an event, like, "Can't we just plan this, call it, and then you could go sell your merchandise?" It makes it easier for me. And he just like would just wander off randomly, and he's like. I don't know, he's like, I don't know what I want to do. I was like, bro, you do like a million moves, just call one of them. (laughs) Like, but I remember the match being, I thought the match turned out really well. So, like, it was a bit of a a pain in the ass, but, like, uh, we got it done.
0: Yeah, and uh, you'll see the cover art for this episode when you go to CKCC Radio is a picture that was taken by uh, Drew Chaos before this match where I'm holding up the belt and you're giving the big thumbs up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, was, that, was that for the,
0: what title was that for? For the X title.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 we just, yeah, of course, of course. I I was trying to think, I was like, I know I wasn't a champion anywhere at that point.
0: No, Ace was the X Division champ, so the match was for the X Division title. Oh, I didn't know that he did that. In Plains. (laughs) Yeah. Of all places, Plains, Pennsylvania, in an old warehouse. Well,
1: if, if I would have ran some Ring of Honor, if I would have, been Ring of Honor champion still. When I ran true, I would have brought the belt too. So
0: I remember you saying that because I've I've seen you recently, and you were talking about bringing the belt places.
1: Yeah, I took it to a bunch of places, and then it, you know, it all ended abruptly because I lost. But
0: oh, I mean that's wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it kind of <laughs> happens. Speaking of that's wrestling, um, this Friday night, <laughs> you have a match that I would never have expected you to have. That I would never expect anyone to have a match that has made my wife very disappointed because she knows what the outcome is going to be, and she enjoys the work of this person. You are wrestling Ron Funches this Friday
1: night. Yes. Uh, honestly, I had no idea who Ron Funches was until I met him at a wrestling show, and then somebody's like, oh, he's from Trolls. I was like, oh, okay. That's the only reason I know of him. Uh, he just kept running his mouth about stuff, so... I was at a show with him last week. I called him out, and I smacked him. It's on the Internet. If you'd like to see, uh, see what it looks like for a comedian to get smacked in the face, it's out there. <laughs> and next Friday – no, this Friday, uh, September 17th in L.A., live on Fight TV for Game Changer Wrestling, we'll be
0: wrestling against Ron Punches. <laughs> That's wild. And I remember we used to watch a show called Undateable that he was on. And he would always make wrestling references on there. So I was like, oh, this guy's kind of a mark. That's cool. So now he it's changing. He's going to get in the ring with Tony yeah. Depp in. Um, I don't know if he's prepared for that.
1: He's a big wrestling fan. That's his whole shtick. That's like he was able to weasel himself into wrestling because of that. Cause he's like, oh, I'm a Hollywood person and I like wrestling and everybody wants to feel cool. So, you know, nobody's going to tell him no.
0: Well, we'll see how that goes Friday night. What else do you have coming up? Um, I have that Friday,
1: and then I'll I'll be off. But then I or well, this. So um, let me think of the dates. Not yet. The week after. Or, oh yeah, the week after that, I'll be I'll be at uh, Game Changer Wrestling Thursday and Friday. I'll be wrestling uh, Ishimori on that, that Thursday. That
0: is wild. I saw that announced the other day. That is. Absolutely
1: wild! Yeah, that's going to be uh, wild because uh, I'm a big Ishimori fan from many, many years, and I didn't know he was still—I didn't know he's in the states. And I got a message from Game Changer like, "Do you want to wrestle Ishimori?" It's like, uh, "Yes, <laughs> like, absolutely." And then I'm not sure what I'm doing the next night. Or no, the first night is I don't know what I'm doing. The second night is Ishimori. And then I have off that Saturday and then I'll be going to California for a Pro Wrestling Gorilla and I'll be wrestling AEW's Evil Uno. So
0: That's cool. I actually just refed an Evil Uno match yesterday. At Excite Wrestling in Binghamton. He took on Dan Barry.
1: Did did Dan Barry
0: win? You'll have to uh look at the results online to find out. Oh that's not because funny. we're recording last week and I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then after that week, I don't No, I don't know what I'm doing, but then true wrestling's after that, right?
0: I think. Correct. And I will say, um, like we talked about previously, that will be the next time we are in a ring together because I'm sure I'll be repping that. You are going one on one on October set- 8th. Hold on, let me open. Because I have ninth and tenth dates. Yes, October eighth at the Salvation Army in Berwick, Pennsylvania. You will be wrestling Matt Seidel.
1: Yeah, that's another uh, like. So that match was supposed to happen before.
0: I think True wanted to book that a while ago. Remember, serves me correct. It, it should be really good. I mean, especially now. Like I mean, a couple of years ago it would have been good, but now with how far you've come and like his extra experience now he's in AEW and like getting back into the swing of like wrestling more of that style. It should be should be a pretty good match.
1: Yeah, I've uh I've met Matt a few times. I it was more like real cordial like hey how you doing? Like I met him at Ring of Honor uh and then maybe some indie dates. Uh I don't know what to expect going to I've heard some mixed reviews about Sido. To be honest, like I know, a couple of my friends say he's a big asshole. I don't know, but I've heard people that he's very nice.
0: I've never met him. So, I've I've worked with his brother. I worked with Mike like, out at WXW once, and he was a nice guy. So yeah,
1: I'm just gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna be me, and I I don't wanna I don't wanna put out a bad match. So like it's. It, it's going to be what it is. Like, I, I have a feeling he's not going to be an asshole to me.
0: I, I I think you'll be all right. And if you want to be in attendance for that, there are only 200 tickets available.
1: No, no, no there's only total. 130 left. There's only 130 yeah, left.
0: I was getting there. Jeez, oh. give me a well, you second. Don't, you don't
1: want to say, how could you say, talk about the, the amount of tickets that are available and they're damn not it, available? Devin. Like, that makes no sense. Why would you, <laughs> the, like,
0: the, the maximum capacity is 200. There, is that better?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't, you should just be like, there's only, because then you could make it seem like it's like selling super quick. If I was saying, yeah, so there's, there's a, only 130 tickets remaining because people we like, oh, wow, that's like, they're going pretty quick.
0: And by Monday when this airs, who knows how many will be left? Oh, yes, yeah,
1: there will probably be way, probably easily under 100. I already know that. Because they so, just started uh, selling tickets yesterday, I believe.
0: Yeah, Ooh. they're flying. Um,. And that's going to be so much fun. Also, that night, Sage Matthews defends the true wrestling title against Fandango. And there'll be some other stuff as well. Also, I don't know if they announced
1: it yet, but I think I should just say it anyways. The return of Andy Harner. Oh, you heard it here first.
0: Um, I wasn't sure if Sean had announced that yet, so I hadn't said it, but I I obviously knew. so who are they going to work? Who knows? Yeah, Unrelated, the stepdads will be one of the next sets of guests <laughs> here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio in two weeks. Oh, Jerry,
1: Jerry loves the stepdads. You should have Jerry come in and be a special co-host because Jerry loves the stepdads. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. Ask him. Text him about it. He loves them. I'm doing that right now while we're talking. He wanted to do a tag team tour. He's like, oh, man, if I would, I'd be putting the stepdads in it to get my fix. He literally went to a show because he knew the stepdads were on it. I, I think it was in Wilkes Barre, maybe. Or so, I can't remember because he, he's, he's, uh, he sent me a picture of it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, uh, well, messages sent. Um, showing Deppin on the screen <laughs> by Saturday of next week. I may have an answer to this text. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I know. I'll get a message from Jerry too. He'll be like, "Why are you talking about me like that?" Um, he doesn't. He doesn't want people to know about his uh, favorite wrestlers because he doesn't want people to think he's biased towards anyone for IWTV.
0: Um, so speaking of IWTV, so much stuff coming up on IWTV. Again, um, use the code word numbers just to let Jerry know that you listen to this show. If you are a new subscriber, uh, we talked about two weeks from now with uh, the stepdads and a couple other guests. I have a couple other feelers now because I've only done like four stepdads matches. So I'm probably going to have a few guests on that one. Before we get into the other plugs. Have Jerry interview, have Jerry talk to him. I'm telling you. (laughs) I have to go into the old laptop and find the, find the episode with Jerry. Uh, where we, we talk about all of his old stuff. And then we can add that as a special, like, addition (laughs) to the end of Jerry's episode. It'll definitely be better than what I forgot to edit out that I shouldn't have said on. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that that did air. Um so let's talk about um your brewery down in Pottsville.
1: Yeah, so my friends and I we op- we it's been a long process, but uh COVID kind of quit the kibosh on that for a bit. But we officially opened up in Pottsville in on July 11th. I believe 10th or 11th, I can't remember. We opened up officially like the the um uh code Enforcement gave us the okay on like Friday at four and we opened up at by seven o'clock we we're like okay we're opening up we need to open up because our bills need to be paid but uh it's Pilgeroo Brewing it's in Pottsville PA right down the street from Black Rock Brewing and right down the street from Yingling so
0: if you're into beer and you're in the Pottsville area go check it out um also if you're into beer check out the Hooligans of Pops with Irish Kevin Rick they talk about beer and yell about hockey and wrestling and, and other things. Other Kev-related things. <laughs> um, so we've t- talked about where Deppin's going to be. We've talked about Deppin's beer. We've talked about Deppin's matches. Very quickly, next week on The A Show with myself and Chris Decker, Decker and I will not be drafting, but it is time for the feud of all feuds to come to an end. It'll be the soon-to-be-named network all-stars of sorts battling each other. Adam Van from the uh, show Add Odds with Wrestling against Tim Taylor from Final Wrestling Place against Brett from We Need Wrestling. Adam and Tim have had their differences ever since Adam defeated Tim last year on the show. They'll be drafting from WCW 2000. So that should be a disaster. Oh, God. (laughs) It's Brett's favorite time in wrestling. I was legitimately just, uh, so for the brewery,
1: we're having wrestling trivia tomorrow, and I was writing up 30 questions, and I was going through like late WCW for some, I was doing like wrestling overall, and I did a few WCW questions, and I was just like going through some 2000 stuff, so it's like, man, how are some of these guys, how are they still employed? Like Buff Bagwell was the first guy from WCW on WFTV, out of all people, Buff Bagwell.
0: Yeah, that made no sense.
1: And then he was released like a year after
0: not on TV, he just kind of got paid. Make that money. So, other stuff, um, check out ckccradio.com for all the other shows we have here. Decker has his podcast called "Said Talks, uh, where basically he's talking about adjusting to life living in the South, um, as he is now a resident of the South. Um, and just, it's Decker's stream of consciousness, so anyone who knows Chris Decker knows what that's like. You can check out the non Other sports podcast with Jason and David, and Jason also now is the co-host of the Punk Pop podcast. I think I got that right. Pop Punk. Well, they call it the Punk cast or hmm. some, something like that. It's. Um, hold on, because I listened to it while I was working today. G-
1: GCW is doing a emo night, and they're gonna have man, o- uh, the lead singer, man overboard there. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That's cool. Yeah. I want to try to get the front bottoms because they're, you know, in that, they could be thrown into that category too. And so, because they always come to GCW shows.
0: And, and that is one thing, um, where Deppin and I, when we first met each other, not very similar musically, but in the same style. Like I really enjoy Rancid and Deppin thinks they're terrible. (laughs) Uh, Deppin really likes Anti-Flag and I am so not into Anti-Flag. It's not even funny. (laughs)
1: I I had a chance to see Rancid in Japan when I was going over to Japan but I was a day late because my friend KG he's like are you are you coming to Japan? I was like yeah but I won't be there tomorrow and he's like damn he's like cuz I have tickets backstage to see Rancid cuz he's friends with Law, like Lars and Tim Armstrong and all of them. He's like I have tickets and I was like shit I'm not going to be there for like another couple of hours.
0: Um I've seen them live, they're good. Um it would just be cool to be back
1: backstage backstage passes.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh Devin's also a big baseball guy. Um, though our teams differ as I'm a Mets fan and he is a Pirates fan. At least you've seen the Mets be in the playoffs more than once. Yes, I have. Um being an old man, I've seen them win the World Series. Yeah. Because I I was alive in nineteen eighty six. That Since said they,
1: I thought that I thought they went to the World Series recent, like, the past, like, ten years. Oh, yeah, they that, went yeah. they went in
0: 2015, but they lost to the Royals.
1: Yeah, well, the Pirates, have they made it out of the wild card once, and they got bounced, then they got swept out.
0: And I will say they have a really nice stadium, because I've been to a game there.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a super nice stadium, but, you know, uh, I'm 34, I'm going to be 34, and I've, I've seen, like, three winning seasons if that.
0: It'll come around one day, maybe. Yeah, that's what everybody's been saying, and it's
1: never going to happen.
0: Listen, the the players on your favorite team are not thumbs giving – they're not booing your fans. So, like, you've got that on me.
1: Yeah, but they're not winning, so it doesn't really matter. This is true.
0: The Mets lost to the Marlins today, so they're not winning either. <laughs> I mean, we could beat the Marlins, but, but the well, Mets can't.
1: Well, the Orioles had, like, an, what, an 18-game losing streak last week.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Orioles are really, really bad, like the dirt worst. Um, so all those podcasts, make sure you listen to them. Also, soon to be network dot com. Uh, all the spo- all the shows um, featuring Joe Sposto and his whole crew. Uh, they got a lot of good stuff going on. A new show called Hit My Music with David Kinkannon. He had the bore on. Boar is awesome. I enjoy bore. And. Uh, they talk about musical interests and then talk about in- entrance music and what uh influences that. So it's a new show. It's pretty cool. And I think I've covered everything except to thank my guest tonight, Tony Deppin, for joining me. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing you in a couple weeks at True. It should be a real good time. Well, thank
1: you for having me. It's uh, definitely a different concept when it comes to a podcast. That's why I didn't really care about doing it. Plus, I've known you for so long. If you were some random person, i probably wouldn't have done it, to be honest.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that.
1: Because I don't want to be on phone with somebody for, like, that I don't know for an hour. Like, it's awkward.
0: It, it is, because I've been on podcasts. I've been invited to be on podcasts, which is weird as a ref. You don't really say that very often. Yeah. But I've, I've been invited to be on podcasts from people I don't know, and I'm like, huh. I'm, I'm already socially awkward enough with the people I know with, without having to be awkward with people I don't know.
1: <laughs> Most people's podcasts is like so where'd you start? How long have you been wrestling? This, like it's just the the basic question. Like okay, I, like I've answered this a million times. Like I, I don't unless you're unless you're throwing something different at me, I'm not gonna do it.
0: Yeah, and that, that's that's why like I have all this material from this book, so I'm like I could talk to people about the stuff I've I've done with them, and it works out really well.
1: Yeah, and
0: so you can hear me talk to the stepdads in two weeks again, completely unrelated to Unbreakable Andy coming back.
1: Yeah, completely unrelated.
0: Yeah. Stepdads, Unbreakable Andy, nothing to do with each other. They're certainly not going to be involved in a tag team match with each other on October 8th. Nope. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Matt. This has been By The Numbers. We will see ya. Bye-bye. We are the glory boys. We
3: are the glory-